0: Opening in first place is Halloween Ends with 41.2 million. In second place is Smile making 12.4 million for a total of 71.1 million. Third place was Lyle Lyle Crocodile with 7.4 million for a total now of 22.7 million. In fourth place is The Woman King with 3.7 million with a total now of 59.7 million. And in fifth place is Amsterdam with 2.8 million a total of 12 million. So Halloween Ends, I think opened better than expected, at least to my expectations. Analysts had this opening a few million more than expected, around 45 to 50 million, but that wasn't gonna happen. First, the reception to Halloween Kills was not good, both critic and audience. Here, we have the same issue with poor reviews and bad word of mouth. Also, on top of that, it is available on Peacock to stream, so the hybrid release did not help. Having seen the film myself, I can see why people are not a fan of it, so expect this to drop fast, and at this rate, it will not hit 100 million domestic. While overall, this new trilogy of Halloween films has been very profitable for your Blumhouse and Universal, it is also a clear sign of diminishing return. In other updates, Amsterdam is still bombing at the box office. And in good news for horror, Smile is still going strong, and Barbarian is even holding on now at $38.9 million. Not much has changed at the box office for China. Staying in first place is Homecoming with 12.7 million for a total of 194.6 million. In second place is Give Me Five with 1.96 million for a total of 67.2 million. Right behind in third place was Ordinary Hero with 1.93 million for a total of 24.2 million. Fourth place was New Gods Yang Jin with $740,000 for a total now of 80.9 million. And lastly, in fifth place was New Happy Dad and Son 5 with $610,000 for a total of $10.6 So no new releases in China, no new Hollywood films approved for release. The only other news from China is thanks to an exclusive from Deadline where IMAX continues to add more screens. They have signed a deal with Wanda Films for six new IMAX screens. This includes theaters in Shanghai and Shenzhen. This still continues the partnership between the two companies with Wanda Films currently, having 371 IMAX greens in China running. For international numbers, Halloween ends made $17.2 million internationally for a worldwide opening weekend of $58.4 million. Not great, since it did open in around 77 markets. The Halloween franchise has been more domestic-heavy anyway, but still not a great number overall. Smile, on the other hand, is killing it, making $16.3 million for a worldwide total of $137.6 million. Tickets of Paradise made $7.8 million, bringing its total to $72.5 million worldwide. The Woman King made $4.1 million for a total of $76.5 million. Amsterdam made another $1.9 million for a worldwide total of $18.5 million. And DC League of Super Pets has passed $200 million worldwide with it now at 201700000 million. I'm surprised it was able to leg it out there, uh, for, you know, considering how weak it was started, but, hey, I made it. Still, though, for an animation film, not that great. As for news in Hollywood, let's get through some of the small updates. Paramount has moved up its wide release of Babylon. Previously, it was going to go open in a limited release on Christmas Day, with a wide release in early January. Now, it will instead open wide December 23rd. I think this is a solid move for Paramount, as it really is now the third biggest movie for the holiday season, besides Avatar and Puss in Boots. Now, does that mean I think it will do blockbuster numbers? I don't think so. This is an adult film about Hollywood that is reportedly going to be almost three hours long. Uh, but I do think a solid domestic finish of 50 to $100 million is possible. In contrast to Paramount's move, Sony has pushed back Tom Hanks' latest film, A Man Called Otto, out of December. It was set to come out December 14th, but instead... Will come out Christmas Day in limited release, with the wide release now coming January 13th. I saw the trailer for this, and it did not look like anything special. Uh, unless there is something hidden that they are keeping a secret. This is one of those book adaptations, feel-good movies kind of thing. It's not bad for a holiday season, don't get me wrong. But nothing stands out, and it's going to be forgotten quickly. For new movies in the works, one of them is now The Conjuring 4. This is not a surprise as the conjuring franchise is warner brothers biggest horror and consistent horror franchise right now the only thing confirmed for the film is who will be writing the script david leslie johnson mcgoldrick has signed on for the job he is very familiar with the franchise as he also wrote the scripts for conjuring 2 and 3. besides that james Wan will also be a part of the film as a producer as for everything else we will need to wait on updates so yeah between us and the Nun 2 in development Warner Brothers is focused on keeping that franchise growing, and I don't blame them. Overall, they're solid horror films that make a decent return. In the exclusive from Deadline, it looks like a new Star Wars film is in the works. They are reporting that Damon Lindelof is co-writing a script for a new film, and Lucasfilm has brought on Shereem Albert Shinoi as the director. As for what the plot of the film would be, no one really knows. And based on Deadline's article, this will take a long time to come out. Apparently after the reception to Rise of Skywalker, Lucasfilm is taking their time on purpose in regards to new Star Wars films to make sure they get them right. While I appreciate them taking their time to get it right, I think it's also obvious what the issue with the sequel trilogy was, and that was there was no overarching story between the three films. How they never planned that out beforehand was uh, maddening. So if this film comes out, it could be good, but based on everything right now, it's way too early to tell. Thanks to another exclusive from Deadline, we got a big update on the upcoming Captain America film, New World Order. They are reporting that Harrison Ford has signed on to play General Ross. The previous actor for Ross, William Hurt, passed away last year. This is surprising news, especially as Ford is not big on franchise films, though I would assume his role would be limited to just walking around and yelling. Still, if Ford puts in the effort, this is great casting. And while not mentioned here, I do think he would also show up for Thunderbolts as well, Clearly for Marvel Studios, they have a story they need to tell with General Ross, as they don't recast that often. Uh, right now, for New World Order, set to come out May 2024. In other Hollywood news, with Black Adam about to come out, the head of DC Films, Walter Hamada, has left the studio. He has been head of DC Films since 2018, and his current contract was set to expire sometime in 2023. As of now, Warner Brothers is working on setting up an exit payout, and he will be gone. This is not a surprise at all. Ever since the merger was completed, Zaslav has said multiple times he is looking for someone to run DC overall, and if possible, get their own Kevin Feige. The fact that there have been no reports of Amada in contention for that role spoke volumes. As for how he handled DC films during his reign, I'd say it's been a mixed bag. During his time, we did have some of the best DC films in years, with The Suicide Squad, The Batman, and Joker all being released. But his shortcomings in his role are on a larger scale. And as post the failure of the theatrical version of Justice League, right, everyone remembers how fantastic that did at the box office and, you know, then the push for the Snyder Cut, all that. So post Justice League failing at the box office, where does the DCEU go from here? And four years later, uh, we still don't know. At least publicly, there's been no grand plan of films or core characters. And while movies still being released are still being set in the DCEU and they reference previous events, it just feels like it's going in circles. Hopefully whoever they can get next can straighten it out. We got one new trailer this week, and that was for the first one for Creed Three, starring Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, and is also directed by Michael B. Jordan. The trailer was great, and from what I saw, both Jordan and Majors are going to kill it in their roles. film comes out March 3rd next year in theaters. And we start off VOD Premium with an update to a film in the works for Apple TV+. Plus. In an exclusive from Deadline, they are reporting that Michelle Monaghan has joined the family plane. She will co-lead the film with Mark Wahlberg, which is an action comedy film being produced by Skydance for Apple TV+. No word yet on when filming will start. This is a good casting choice for the film, and happy Michelle Monaghan is getting more work. And now for the rest of the stories, which are focused on Netflix. They had their quarterly earning report and announced that they gained just over 3 million subscribers over the quarter. Last quarter, they ended on 220.67 million subscribers, and they are now at 223.09 million worldwide. As for their upcoming fourth quarter, they are expected to gain another 4.5 million subscribers. Revenue also came in slightly better than expected from analysts, which were expecting 7.84 billion. Netflix reported 7.93 billion. So overall, I think a solid quarter for Netflix, who so far this year have been pretty turbulent in their performance. Going back to what they are expecting for their fourth quarter subscriber numbers, this will be the last time the company offers guidance in what they expect their upcoming subscriber count to be. As for why, well, it's because with the launch of the ad here, it's not going to be the only main source of revenue for the company. Quote, we are increasingly focused on revenue as our primary top line metric. This will become particularly important headed into 2023 as we develop new revenue streams like advertising and paid sharing where membership is just one component of our revenue growth. So, starting with our Q4 2022 letter in January of 2023, we'll continue to provide guidance for revenue, operating income, operating margin, net income, EBS, and fully diluted shares outstanding for the following quarter, but not paid membership. I think this is fine and really does not affect them in reporting the subscriber numbers. Again, this is only them saying how much they expect to gain or lose in the next quarter they will still be releasing the current subscriber counts every quarter. For Netflix content, Dahmer is proving very popular. For the last week of September, Nielsen is reporting that the Jeffrey Dahmer story came in first place with 3.65 billion minutes watched. And even just based on Netflix's own metrics, the show is the second biggest of all time for the company. I expect this to be built out as an anthology series focused on different murderers to to continue, continue raking in the views. A new movie is in the works on Netflix called Good Grief. It stars Luke Evans, uh, Ruth Negga, uh, Hemish Patel, and Jam- Jamal Westman. It'll also be the directorial debut of Dan Levy, who also wrote the script for the film. No word yet on when filming will begin. Another film in the works is one I'm very excited for, and that is the next Safey Brothers film. Up until now, we've known that Adam Sandler is returning to work with them on the film, and now we know Netflix has picked it up with the aim to start filming in the second quarter, of 2023, though that is not set. I mean, look, Uncut Gems was amazing, from all three of them, and Good Time was another fantastic film from the Safdie brothers. So this is just one of those films where I'm already gonna go watch. You don't need to tell me anything else. Just what, what is it out? I'll be there. And we finish up going back to the quarterly earnings report, specifically the Q&A afterwards with Co-CEO Ted who tried to clear the air about the future of movies in theaters after Glass Onion. Quote, we are in the business of entertaining our members with Netflix movies on Netflix, so that's where we focus all our energy and most of our spend, end quote. And again, one other quote here, quote, there are all kinds of debates all the time, back and forth, but there is no question internally that we make our movies for our members, and we really want them to watch them on Netflix. And of course, with one week of release in theaters, most people will see them on Netflix, just like they see all movies, most people will watch most movies at home, end quote. So clearly he's trying to frame Glass Onion as it'll either be a one-time thing, or if the timing is right based on festival releases or if they want to, you know, raise some noise for a film, they might do more one-week runs, but do not expect it to go beyond that to say a month or two-month release in theaters. Basically, they viewed the a one-week run for Glass Onion as advertising for the film on Netflix, which I guess kind of makes sense. While I disagree with Serenos on how he views releasing films in theaters, I do understand how releasing them for a week helps in marketing push for their films. Personally, I want to see more Netflix films and theaters, so if they build out these one-week runs and that's my chance to see them, great. I'm content with it. Uh, what I don't want to see them is going back to how they've been doing releases so far, which has been pretty poor, and it's been only to qualify for awards. All right, and that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Officer Seats. Uh, as always, thank you again for listening. Link to the Facebook page is in the show notes.